We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you're looking for amazing deals on name brand products, Grocery Outlet is your destination. This week, start your day off right with Maxwell House Ground Coffee. 29.5 ounce containers are just $3.99. That's a wow savings of up to 60% versus traditional grocery stores. Also, get a great bargain on contented hen organic medium free range eggs. 18 count packages are just $2.99. That's a wow savings of up to 50%. Offers good through September 3rd. Grocery Outlet Bargain Market. Hey everybody and welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Tradecast brought to you by MyFFPC. Uh, I, as always, am your host, Eric Bertzloff, better known on Twitter as at Dynasty Trade. Today, joined by none of my co-hosts. I brought on a guest host, though. Uh, Ryan McDowell, what's up, man? What's going on? How are you? Thanks for having me, man. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for coming in on short notice, man. Dan was going to join, but he had some some family stuff come in. So, uh, no, it's, it was, it's awesome to have the, uh, the, the godfather himself. Summer's slipping away, so grab hold of Amazing at California's Great America before it's too late. Buy next year's season pass and get unlimited visits this year to experience rides, shows, and attractions. That includes incredible coasters, Boomerang Bay, and an amazing Peanuts-themed kids area. Get this special offer for as low as 11 payments of $6.50 after an initial payment. Hurry to get the best price on the most fun you can have. Buy your 2020 season pass now at cagreatamerica.com the dynasty on the podcast yeah i don't i don't know if i can let you get away with the as always though like, oh 
I think uh, well, the Scott, uh, Scott Fish railed me too. So come on in. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I think the last couple times I've been on you, I just figured you didn't like me anymore. And that was, <laughs> I, I thought that's what it was, but maybe since I got the invite tonight, maybe I'm, I'm back in the good graces. Exactly. No, it says, uh, yep. Sadly. Uh, I, I, I say as always, just cause you know, out of <laughs> habit, I've done the show like a hundred times now and that's the, the opener that I've chosen. And yeah, yep. it's like, it's not true anymore. It was true for like 40 episodes. It's not true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, we are joined by, uh, by Adam. How do you say your last name, Adam? Zikas. Zikas. Okay. Uh, or better known as a Dy- sticky dynasty here. Uh, what's going on, man? I'm feeling good. I just, uh, was at a pizza buffet. I have some oh, cousins yeah. visiting from Greece and then one thing they wanted to do more than anything is go to a pizza buffet. Does so that that's what, that's what we pizza? did. What's that? Does that mean CC's pizza or is there it other is, pizza? No, no, no. It was the CC's pizza. You got it. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh. <laughs> That's how I'm feeling. If you, they no. want to go to like Golden Corral too, they want to see like all the American things. <laughs> They're just like, oh, yeah, we're in America. We might as well go to a buffet. We don't have that anywhere else. Like, yeah, Let's a, do it. A $7 all you can eat pizza buffet. <laughs> it was requested specifically. We have to go to CC's. Uh, I, was, I was wondering when you said pizza buffet if, I, if there was another. So that's <laughs> good to know. <laughs> They must hate America. <laughs> oh, they love it. They were, they, were, they were so happy. Oh, I bet. I mean, like unlimited soda, tons of mm-hmm. pizza, dessert pizza, I think, is it last time I was a kid in at CC's. Uh, yeah. That's, I, could, I could see the allure. I mean, you've done it once, though. It's like eating at Arby's. You're like, you know, not again. I won't do it again. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we're, we're, uh, we're going to talk free agency. Um, now this is the weird part of the show where I'm going to basically put the disclaimer on. We're recording this Monday night. Uh, the show is going to premiere Wednesday night. I'm basically assuming what we talk about here is, is going to change a whole, whole lot. Um, so if, uh, you know, some crazy thing just happened, uh, on Wednesday, we're not going to talk about it our bad. Um, but maybe I'll throw something at the front of the show where we kind of outline, where kind of outline thoughts on particular things um, if there is a super big move. And then uh, we'll also talk, we'll talk rumors, kind of where things are going. Uh, and then we'll play a game of ADP Swami if we have time where we make Ryan McDowell put on his Swami hat and guess where ADPs are going into the future. Uh, so before we get into that show, I do want to remind the listeners that you are, that you can get a listeners only 30% discount to Rotoviz NFL Pass through the NFL Podcast homepage. That's rotoviz.com slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our NFL content and it, and it helps support the pod. You can contact us via email. That's rotovizradio at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter and slide into those DMs as always at rotovizradio. All right. Uh, with that said, uh, let's go ahead and talk some of the big moves that have happened thus far. Actually, it's like the, does the T oh, I was going to say it does the T in NFL. That's not a thing that's not in the NFL. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but I was going to say, there's been so much trading uh, that it's, it's starting to feel like a fantasy league a little bit that like the, the Browns are out there making moves. They're the, they're the Dwayne Brown of the league right now. Yeah, it's, it- Gosh, that Friday, last Friday when when they start making all these moves, it was really, really it really was just a surreal um, experience for a fantasy player or a fan because we are 
so used to seeing very few trades in the off season. Um, and then there go the Browns making uh, what three or four in, in yeah. just a few hour span. Um, it was three. And then I think they made a fourth later is what it was, but yeah, right. it's nuts. Yeah. And of course a couple big names as far as fantasy players are concerned with Jarvis Landry and Tyrod Taylor. Um, they're, they're really reshaping that team pretty quickly. And of course they still have uh three of the top 34 picks, two of the top four picks to to play with and improve that team. I actually put out on Twitter today just a, a, a poll, who wins more games in 2018, the Browns or the Bengals? And it was overwhelmingly <laughs> in favor of the Browns. I think it was like 70-30. That uh, is people, so upsetting as a Bengals People thought fan. the Browns <laughs> would, uh, yeah, would win more games than Cincinnati. I think uh, what's crazy uh, about the Browns is that they did it without giving up any first – or second round picks. I mean, you go out, you get Tyra Taylor, Demarius Randall, you get obviously Jarvis Landry. And like, it doesn't seem like they're done moving. Like it's, it's pretty exciting. I feel a little bad for Sashi Brown. Um, you know, he put all this together and it was kind of, they're eventually these guys, you got to spend these picks. And I think this is what he was planning on doing. Well, um, I mean, something like that. Sashi Brown stuff on Twitter is ridiculous. Like everybody is all like, well, if he was still there, it's, it's his moves. Like, it's like, it is, it's getting a little bit out of hand, but I agree. <laughs> no, I like it. I think it's like sort of what he wanted to do eventually was use these picks for something. And to have the first pick and the fourth pick is, is crazy. Like draft capital that you got working there. And that's, that's just awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I feel like I'm the only person who's kind of in between on Sashi Brown. Like I thought he did a pretty good job, probably didn't deserve to be fired as he had built up um, lots of draft capital, which was his goal. Right. Uh, but everybody else on Twitter is either hot or cold with Sashi Brown. They either hate him and, and want to bash him now that they're making these moves with uh, the draft picks that he acquired or people are just bowing down at, at Sashi Brown's feet and, <laughs> and basically uh, praising him for these moves even being possible. You know, I, I actually, something just hit me, and I think Sashi Brown is like Nathan Powell. He was just acquiring all of the picks for next season, <laughs> and then he decided to leave the league, and then like some, it's some competent owner has come in and finally started <laughs> like, trying to win like at some point in the foreseeable future. I, I did see someone compare... Uh, the all the moves over Friday and Saturday to uh, someone taking over an orphan team in a dynasty yep. league and <laughs> coming in and shaking things up. It it felt like that, and I guess we'll see how it works out. I mean, it's definitely a difference. Like the the difference in philosophies, I think, is clear. But I don't know. I mean, this is, that's actually tough to say because who knows what his intent with the picks would have been. Uh, so let's talk specifically as far as valuation dynasty wise goes, because this apparently is what the show's about. And we got to <laughs> talk about that. Um, Tyrod Taylor from the bills to the Browns. Uh, what is the take? I mean, there's a lot of Twitter that thinks, I mean, obviously we think they're going to draft a pretty high quarterback. If not, you know, with the one one they take to Arnold. Uh, what is, what, what does this do for Tyrod Taylor's valuation moving forward? Is he really not a long-term asset? Yeah, I'm not really. I'm still not really viewing him as a long-term asset. I think it's good for his short-term value, though, because mm-hmm. I think there was there was some question as to whether he would be a starter in 2018. Um, I know we we saw the report over the past couple of weeks that the Bills were not going to cut him, which I guess uh, I guess rang true that they traded him instead of cutting him. But yeah. I, even with that, I was still unsure that uh, that he would be their starter next season. Um, 
and I thought I thought he could be the potential loser in the musical chairs uh, for for a starting quarterback. So it, I think it's it's a good thing for his value. At the same time, he's pretty much always been a player who produced more than he was actually worth in dynasty leagues. Um, he, he's never been a guy that uh, you know that was valued as a top ten fantasy quarterback or dynasty quarterback and he's got a lot of redraft value though i mean in redraft i think that i think he's recognized as producing week to week but just i think that comes from nobody buying him as a real long-term asset though right right yeah honestly i don't really see his value changing too much in redraft or in dynasty again because in dynasty it was already pretty low he's he's barely being drafted in our uh in our adp at dlf yeah, definitely in those one quarterback leagues. I mean, he's probably like a kind of an upside quarterback too that you maybe would have liked. But at the same time, we, the Bills clearly didn't didn't want him. You know, whatever the new regime, whatever they did not want him at all. So at all, yeah. when yeah, when you see that, you're kind of like, well, I mean, if he's good, you're gonna want him. So a little a little scary there. And I don't know. I feel like I feel like he's he is a bridge quarterback, and I don't know. I, I think like if I could sell him right now, I probably would just because. They're probably going to get another quarterback in there, whether it's Kirk Cousins, which I'm sure we'll talk about, or a rookie. And the way it works these days, you take a rookie top five, a top five rookie quarterback. The second Tyrod throws two picks in a game, he's going to get pulled, and the rookie's going to come in, and then that's it. Um, though at the same time, the Browns have been known to not really care about that. You throw a couple picks, the rookie comes in, that guy throws a couple picks, and the starter goes back in. Which and he throws a couple picks. Yeah, he throws a couple picks. <laughs> And so we know Hugh Jackson doesn't seem to care about logic or reason, um, but so you do never know. But I, I, I would kind of be avoiding him, uh, Tyra, at this point, just because it's where we are right now, where we're sitting right now. It's a little scary. You really don't know what's kind of going to happen with the draft and with the continuation of free agency. I mean, I guess my question comes down to because I think I think I, I, I get on board with that. I think we all kind of agree that Tyrod is a nice little upside piece for a contender this year. Um, I'm not sure I agree with you, Adam, as far as selling right now. I might be more inclined. It's a little bit riskier. I did the same thing with Mike Glennon, and I ate a bag of just sadness. Uh, But wait until about week three and sell Tyrod. Then when he's being actually productive and people are needing Ws, I think it seems like the upside for selling then. And I mean, as far as draft capital, we're talking not that much draft capital anyways, is I'm worth I'm, I'm in on gambling to see if he's like second, second, third game really producing has a breakout game and the Browns look good and dynasty Twitter is just going bonkers. That's a good point. I mean, he's definitely going to get some of the reps very early on. And if you can kind of, if you have the roster space to hold him and you're going to get someone's going to throw you a fourth round pick for Tyrod Taylor in, you know, two quarter, a two quarterback league, I'm just going to hold on Tyrod Taylor. But you know, if you're one quarterback and he was just kind of a, a depth guy, uh, I'll take anything probably. Yeah, I mean, well, if he's starting in a two QB league, he's like instantly worth like, right. a late second, right? Like just by default. Like, mm-hmm. like I think, as I recall, paying for Keenum and Hundley, I think from uh, Ryan McDowell in one of our leagues. Uh. <laughs> um, all right, uh, let's talk Landry a little bit. Uh, this is kind of an interesting move. Now that receiving core puts Corey Coleman kind of on the shelf, or at least number three. You got Josh Gordon and Landry. Uh, I guess Ryan, what's your take there? What who, are you excited about this at all? What's is anybody popping out off the page to you? I wouldn't say excited, uh, but I, I'm not worried about it. I know some some people are really just scared of the uh, entire Browns organization and want want to avoid any players that 
that might suit up for them. Uh, I, I really see, again, it kind of feels like the Tyrod thing. I, I really yeah. see his production continuing. Um, you know, maybe, uh, well, the, the touchdowns were certainly fluky last mm-hmm. year. Uh, he had never been a big touchdown scorer and um, he, he, had a new career high in touchdowns in 2017. And as a result of that, he was wide receiver four in, in PPR league. So we can't expect that part to, to necessarily repeat itself. They're probably not going to score that many touchdowns. And uh, if they do, they've got some more options, Josh Gordon uh, among them and, and potentially Saquon Barkley. And uh, there's, there's actually a lot of mouths to feed in Cleveland, even more than there were in Miami with, uh, with Landry, but I still expect him to see a ton of targets and, and make a ton of short catches and uh, turn that into PPR points. So uh, really kind of status quo for him. I think the best thing this might do is create a buying opportunity for Landry. He was already uh, pretty underrated, undervalued uh, wide receiver 16 in our latest ADP. And I I expect him to drop from that uh, in the coming months. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's the shark move might be to swerve into the Browns now with all just the general hatred for the Browns kind of, I mean, granted, I guess it's rational at this point, but it, it certainly seems like they're starting to make the right move. So that as crazy as that sounds, I think the shark move might be to start purchasing uh, the Browns organization and on people that are like, all right, Landry's going to suck, but Landry as a guy to be a security blanket for a rookie QB, if it's Sam Darnold, if it even Tyrod Taylor, uh, you know, he is a, terrific terrific security blanket he just is open always uh but he's just open for seven yards that's the problem <laughs> yeah i think it's it's funny because like the browns are a bit of like a joke you know oh the browns the browns the browns but like the jags were a joke for a long time yep. titans were a joke for a long time you know it's like eventually these things do sort of turn um and you know landry's skill set isn't is you can plug it into any sort of any offense any offense is going to use him with a lot of volume just because if you're open, you're going to get the football. Um, and especially Tyrod Taylor, I think that's a good point. He's going to throw to the open guy. If it's seven yards, that's fine. Seven yards is a great gain if you know you're going to get it. Um, and a rookie is even better, uh, especially when you want to keep them safe. Um, just be like, just keep throwing it to Jarvis, keep throwing it to Jarvis. And I, I really totally agree with Ryan. I don't I don't see his um, value changing much. I think, like he said, 2017 was a bit of an outlier year. Um, in terms of, you know, 113 catches and under 1,000 yards or whatever. Um, that may continue, but the, the touchdowns are probably going to be a little bit less, yeah. um, especially with that, really on any team. I mean, that's just, on you know, it's not, it's not his game. Um, and we'll probably look more like a 2016 type of production, which is still really good. I don't, I don't think he was like wide receiver 15 or something like that in, in PPR. All right, so we have two guys that basically stayed the same valuation. So, um so, Ryan, just to clarify, you're buying Landry right now in your eyes if you can get him for what valuation? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely buying him. Uh, actually, I already bought him in, a, in one league since, uh, since the trade with the Browns. Um, as far as evaluation, I mean, mid-first or anything mm-hmm. after the mid-first, I'm in on. So you're saying 105 gets it done for you, or you're saying you need 107? Uh, I would, I would buy for, uh, I mean, I think he's worth more than whoever you're getting at one Oh five. My only hesitation is I think he probably even comes cheaper than that. Yeah. And you can probably get more. I mean, in the same vein, you can get more for the one Oh five until your draft, which is crazy. 
All right, let's talk a, another trade, but it was a, it's a bit more boring. Uh, Torrey Smith got shipped off to the Panthers uh, and gave like I saw. Did you guys see the airport the, the video of him being like a gracious human being? <laughs> no, I, I missed that. He was, he was like a very nice, wonderful human being. And he like wished everybody well. I was like, wow, that's a wide receiver. Uh, it, I mean, and we can just keep this short because I'm not sure there's a lot of dynasty implications for Smith. Um, but I mean, it does kind of pop off the page in a bit like does he become Ted Ginn Jr like is what is what is his role there and and does he, he seems like he would fit that offense pretty good yeah i think he's the that's kind of what they always are kind of that's they have that one guy who does the same thing right like every single you know whether it's yeah Ted Ginn um who they have last year uh i forgot who it was but the same thing you just have the guy that goes deep and really that's what Torrey Smith is good at I'm an Eagles fan, so I got to unfortunately watch a lot of Torrey Smith um, this season. Uh, but uh, he came up, you know, he had a couple, whatever. Anyway, uh, I, you know, I just I don't think it's he's going to continue to be sort of a wide a boom bust wide receiver like three four like someone you maybe even less than that, someone you really don't like feel great starting, but maybe he has like a long catch or something like that. You know, I kind of hope that Curtis Samuel would kind of take over that sort of deep route speed type guy so we'll have to see how that one progresses but in terms of his value i mean man i'd be happy to get him off my roster just because i don't think he's ever really going to be back to those like two years he had that were huge yeah i mean i i completely agree this is a guy that's not on any of my rosters the guy who drives me crazy that i just he goes off when he's he's a great best ball player that'll be my polite way of putting Corey smith um he's a great best ball player and actually Maybe that's where you go buy him if you're in a league that is best ball. Uh, maybe somebody's punted on Smith, and maybe that's the play to make. Uh, the old Deshaun Jackson move uh, to, to spout another uh, to another eagle there. But uh, skim- similar skill set, similar upside, but very similar downside of like literally giving you zeros on, on particular weeks. Yeah, he has that sad joke. Like if you could get DPI – points like if you get a, for deep defensive pass interference yeah, no he's like he'd be the guy and like that's what he does i mean it's it's his thing and and uh you know if the rules change um with that that they're talking about it may change his usage a little bit so um yeah i just i'm with you eric it's ugh. yeah i mean uh, anything to add there ryan are you ready yeah to talk? i was just gonna no, I, I don't want to talk about Tory Smith too much. Uh, I don't really think he has any dynasty value. Yeah. But the thing from the takeaway I had with that trade was um, basically they got something for a guy that everybody knew they were going to cut. So it, it just gives me even more confidence in in uh, Howie Roseman and, and the, his his staff there in Philly that they're going to continue building a winner and really whatever, probably whatever they do is going to be positive. Um, I mean, there, there were multiple reports that, that Smith was going to be cut and they got a, uh, a usable, uh, what a defensive back, I think for him. So yeah, they got yeah. a, yeah, Daryl Woolley. Woolley. Yeah. Yeah. Who, nice. Well, he's not, he's not great, but he's young. And I mean, I mean, if he's free, if you were cutting yeah. Torrey Smith anyways, I mean, I mean, PFF yeah. had him like, not not great, but I'll take him. <laughs> He's yeah, young. I'm not a IDP guru like Sticky, but um, I just know the Panthers fans were really mad when that trade went down. So that's <laughs> that's not a good sign for for Torrey Smith and and uh, for the Panthers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, I 
I think that's most of the 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 moves that have happened offensively. Am I missing any of them? I think one that had some some people. Uh, I don't know. Maybe took some people by surprise today, and um, maybe this just blew up because nothing else really happened today. Was the Cameron Bright uh, contract? So yeah. um, he was set to be a free agent, I believe, and as as a few other players did, he ended up resigning with his with his team with the Buccaneers. A six year deal um, got a pretty good chunk of change guaranteed as well. I think like 12 or 18 million guaranteed. Um, so not only did it seem like a bigger contract than maybe he was expected to get, but of, of course, just staying there in Tampa. Um, I don't want to say blocking OJ Howard, but right. uh, at least maybe slowing OJ Howard down. I mean, so, th- that's what I say is, is use our, use your first round draft pick on a, on a tight end and then, you know, sign the, <laughs> sign the other guy for six <laughs> years in the next off season. It's weird. He got like a. It's, he's like the. I saw a thing. He's like the 16th highest paid tight end still. Like even with a brand new contract, it's like a really weird contract um, where they can cut him after three years. So I think it's actually maybe a buy opportunity on OJ Howard because people are definitely sort of sad right now about their OJ Howard shares. And I think you can definitely swoop in there a little bit. Um, you know, it's still a tight end, so you got to be careful. But uh, I think they did use Brayton more as a blocker, and you know, obviously he's going to go out some, and he's a good rapport with Winston, but. You know, OJ Howard's a really good blocker too. So I think it could be one of those situations where they both have some fantasy value. And, you know, like I said, three years, maybe less, you can, you know, get a little bit now for Howard and have him sit there for a little bit and maybe spot startable. What's your reaction there, Ryan? Is are you are you kind of in the boat with Sticky? Because I'm not I'm not actually as convinced on on OJ. I, I think they might be hoping to use OJ in the OJ Howard in the blocking sense and use Brait in their, uh, in their red zone packages. Yeah, I, I am kind of, uh, kind of on board. I, I agree with, uh, with sticky there. I, I, I think it's a chance to buy Howard if your expectations are realistic. Uh, I think 2018 could be almost a, a repeat of what we saw last year as, as a rookie where he did make some big plays, but um, there are also plenty of times where, maybe he wasn't even on the field and Bright was, was, was more of the featured tight end in, in the passing game. Um, so I think a lot of people with both the way Howard played at the end of the season and knowing Bright was a free agent, uh, I think a lot of people were boosting Howard up to, uh, you know, top five, top seven dynasty tight end status. That's, that's pretty much where he was being drafted right. in our mocks. And that probably needs to, cool down a little bit, but uh, I, I definitely don't think it's time to uh, sell him at all cost. And if, yeah, if the OJ Howard owners in my league are, are panicking, then yeah, I would take advantage of that for sure. What valuation would you be willing to pay for Howard right now? Kind of with his deflated valuation. I, I wasn't really on board with taking him in the first round last year. So right. uh, I'm, I'm definitely not giving a first rounder for him. But if I can, uh, if I can buy for an early second rounder, I'm probably okay with that. Uh, and then I, I would also be looking to sell, you know, a guy like Delaney Walker, like Delaney Walker in a third, or Greg Olson even up, something like that. Okay, no, I think that's and that's and that's getting your position younger. So there's there's a lot of value in that. Um, okay, well, before we get into what I'm calling rumors and fantasies, um, which coming off the Bachelor, that feels pretty good. Uh, that, uh, 
and, and spoiler alert, I watched The Bachelor with my wife, so <laughs> got that fun awkwardness this uh, this past week. Uh, let me tell you about our sponsors, the uh, the FFPC. Uh, that's the Fantasy Football Players Championship, the home of season-long high-stakes fantasy football. For most people, it's the off-season, but not for the FFPC. They now have almost 200 active dynasty leagues with entry fees starting at $77 and going all the way up to $2,500. Yeah, $2,500. And here's something incredible. Not a single dynasty league is folded in the eight years of the FFPC. Uh, Orphan dynasty teams are available for purchase right now. Many of these are good teams ready to compete, and startup dynasty leagues are, are will be forming shortly, so get your name on the wait list today. Plus, if you're ready to draft now, the FFPC Best Ball League is open for 2018, starting at just $35 entry fees. Don't miss the, the FFPC experience. Go to myffpc.com and register now. That's myffpc.com, the home of season-long high-stakes fantasy football. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. All right, let's do rumors and fantasies, guys. Um, so mm-hmm. I'll just I'll just start real quick. Um, and we've got I've got a list here, but we probably won't get through all of them because some of them just honestly aren't that interesting. Um, I'll go with one that kind of is in today's news, and that is Drew Brees is uh, is starting to you know look back and see the Vikings. If you're thinking of that meme with the guy with his girlfriend. Uh, I guess are we? Or I guess are either of you guys buying that Breeze is is actually not going to re-sign with the Saints? Yeah, I don't. I think it's super low chance he does not sign with the Saints. I mean, just the the things he's done for that city and the team and what he brings. I mean, if they let him go, uh, they're probably going to move the team like soon <laughs> because it's not going to be good uh, down in New Orleans. I, I I don't see it happening. I mean. I've, I'm, I'm the guy who always says, oh, he'll stay. Like, I'm like, Landry's going to stay. They're all going to stay. Ingram's going to stay. Everyone's going to stay. And then they always leave. So maybe I'm wrong. I don't have a good track record. But I, I'm pretty sure he's going to stay. Yeah, I, th- I think he's got to stay as well. Um, I mean, if he doesn't, then that means uh, the Saints really screwed this up because I, I don't think he wants to leave. Um, like Sticky said, uh, just about his history with the city and Katrina and, and all of that stuff. Um, he wants to finish out his career with that, with the saints. It's pretty clear. Um, honestly, I'm surprised that, uh, they didn't get a deal done already. I, I wonder if the saints, um, front office is maybe starting to take it for granted that, that he will stay. Uh, I, it, if he leaves, it's, it's on them, not, uh, not his choice. That's how I see it. 
Yeah, the 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 Roto World blurb definitely feels like his agents starting just playing games and putting things out there um, to to lubricate the talk. So I'm on board with you guys there. All right, let's talk the biggest free agent who might very well be placed by the time this podcast airs, and that is Kirk Cousins. Um, being courted by, I think, every single NFL team. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, And so the list that I've got here is the Jets, Vikings, Browns, and Arizona, with it sounds like the Vikings really making the biggest push. Yeah, I saw Denver a bunch too. Which oh, um, sorry, I took the, I'm in Denver and left them off apparently. <laughs> which I don't know if they they have like the cap room for it because it's obviously going to be a massive deal. And I, something I leaked it was like 91 million or something like that, which fully uh, guaranteed deal. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know if that's real or who, you know where that comes from. It could just be a, a source, quote unquote. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's going to be Minnesota or the Jets. I mean, that's kind of where I you hear the most rumors. Minnesota, you're hearing it's kind of a lock. And which is which is interesting, but I think you go to the Minnesota. They were just you know, they almost made the Super Bowl. You know, a great defense, a, a good offense. Uh, you get Dalvin Cook back. I think that of those teams, no offense to people living in Denver or whatever, I think they hey, probably man. have the chance to go the distance. And you know, I don't think he knows what it's like to be on a, a not a great team. Um, so I think he, I think it's kind of if he can go to Minnesota, he's going to go to Minnesota. I think it's sort of written written uh, in the stars a little bit at this point. Yeah, I mean, well, I had to break the news at a party this weekend to a couple Denver fans. They're like, we're getting Kirk Cousins. I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty low chance that's happening. <laughs> hey, you never know. You know, Julie, uh, his wife may have a thing for hiking and loves the beautiful, you know, Denver the, the aesthetic there. The, the He she wants to see the outdoors a little bit more than what you get in D.C. So you never know. Um, Are you dropping that you know his wife? What's happening here? <laughs> I have a, you know, you just, I don't know, I don't know personally, but you know, you hear a lot about, uh, I have some friends that are Washington Redskins fans and they they talk about her like they know her. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if you guys knew this, but his sister actually lives in Arizona. So uh, yeah, yeah. That's what, that's what I heard from a good source. Uh, What is happening? Does anybody know about his grandmother? What's happening? (laughs) No, that that is that is a real report actually from uh, from Rap Sheet today that he is considering the Cardinals because his sister lives in in Phoenix or in Arizona. So uh, I think that drew a lot of eye rolls from from fans and readers. So, but I mean, it, yeah, I'm just kind of along with everyone else and and the consensus right now. It, uh, it seems like Minnesota is the best fit for him. Um, they seem to have the money to offer. And I think of the teams that we're, we're talking about are certainly in the best spot uh, or best shape to contend for uh, maybe even for a super bowl. I mean, uh, so, yeah. Sorry, I was go just going to say with, with the addition of cousins. So what it, if, I mean, if cousins goes to Minnesota, I mean, and let's just hypothesize in a super flex league, what does his valuation do? Um, Cause he's already, what in the like top eight quarterbacks, right? Um, in that range, something like that. You probably have it handy, Ryan. Uh, but he's in that range now. Does he prop up into the top five if this is the case? If it's like the ideal landing spot this offseason? Yeah, so his, his uh, March ADP, and this is just one quarterback, but um, it, it was, he was quarterback 13, but a, a pretty close gap or a pretty small gap, I guess, between quarterback. 10 and quarterback 13. So okay. r- really in that range, low end 
QB one high end QB two range. Uh, I do think it would really boost his value. Um, I, I don't know that it should, but uh, getting to throw the ball to Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen, Kyle Rudolph and, and hand it off to Dalvin cook would certainly look good to fantasy owners. To me, I, I see fewer touchdowns, mm-hmm. uh, fewer passing yards, less passing volume in general. Uh, the Vikings have a much better running game than the Redskins, much better defense. Um, probably going to uh, be in fewer close games than maybe the Redskins were in the past couple of years. So I could easily see, even with a much better supporting cast, I could see his his counting stats, his fantasy numbers dropping. Interesting, interesting. So, are you selling Cousins if you have him in places? I mean, because I assume it's gonna as soon as if he goes to the Vikings, that there's gonna be Jeff, definitely a storm waiting on Dynasty Twitter for people trying to purchase him. Yeah, I mean, if his if his value spikes like like we seem to think it might, then sure, I would I would be glad to take advantage of that. I mean, I think he's he's a good quarterback. I think the Vikings are a great team, and they could. Uh, they would be strong Super Bowl contenders with him. I just, I just don't know that his his numbers that he's racked up the past couple of years would continue. Okay, um, let's move on um, and talk two wide receivers uh, that are both rumored to be going to the Bears or Green Bay, and that's Allen Robinson and Sammy Watkins, two guys that aren't officially free agents yet. Um, I guess Sammy technically is officially a free agent, but he could re-sign. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on those two? Do they stay where they are? It sounds like uh, Adam thinks he stay, they both stay where they are. Is that right, Adam? <laughs> In this case, I believe they both are leaving. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you even believe they're both leaving. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because you hear about, oh, the Packers have, you know, interest in Allen Robinson. The Packers have interest in Sammy Watkins. And you're like, shouldn't every team have interest? You know, it's kind of interesting how these blurbs come out and everyone starts – freaking out a little bit. Oh, you know, he's completely with Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's weird because you want them to go somewhere where they can get a lot of usage, but you don't want them to go to like a crowded spot. Um, yeah, I think the bears make a lot of sense. Um, you just, the Packers would be interesting. I don't know how, how likely that is. I mean, they always have a, have a weird cap situation. They, they're not the best at managing um, <laughs> their cap. Uh, so it, it it could be a couple different places, and and I know that they're not going to be. Well, I guess Sammy could actually resign, so that that one's a possibility. But it seems like Arab's definitely out of there, and and where he goes, um, he's going to be probably the number one wide receiver wherever he ends up at. Um, so it's definitely could change his value a lot. I think it's it's as a free agent, not tagged. Um, like we talked about Landry before, and him being tagged, um, and without a new contract means he's probably going to, um get another new team or maybe a new contract in, in, in Cleveland. But with, you know, these guys that are need full contracts, you know, it's, they're going to be locked in wherever they go. Um, so it's, it's a big deal at this point. And uh, I don't love the bears as a, as a fantasy output type place, um, but Packers would be awesome. A uh, couple of different teams have, have, you know, reached out to these guys. So could be anywhere at this point. Yeah, they both definitely have uh, should have plenty of options. I'm I'm pretty excited to see both of these guys change teams. Honestly, um, I mean we we know the situation A Rob was in in Jacksonville. Uh, I think they've made it pretty clear that they want to be a run first offense and 
Uh, and then even when they do pass, it's Blake Bortles passing the ball. So um, getting A-Rob out of Jacksonville, it, I think, could be a big boost for his dynasty value. It's already been climbing uh, once the offseason began, and uh, everybody seemed to forget about his injury that uh, that hurt his value during the season. Uh, and then Sammy Watkins, that, that was just such a weird situation because we saw the success that the Rams had. They were one of the highest scoring teams in the league, maybe maybe the highest scoring team. I'm I'm not positive about that, um, but we saw Woods and and Cooper Cup and all these guys produce. And uh, outside of uh, scoring a few touchdowns, Watkins just just couldn't get it going. Had no consistency and yeah. and really just didn't see many targets in most games. Um, so if he if he does go back to LA, I. I can't imagine him playing a different role than what we saw uh, this past season. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty anxious for him to find a new home as well. Maybe recoup some of that dynasty value. I mean, Sammy with Aaron Rodgers that would definitely, he has to be time for him to break out. Right. In that situation that like, like if he doesn't break out, then I think we're done. Right. Like just go ahead and get rid of him. <laughs> definitely. You know, it's the best part about Sammy Watkins is he's about to only turn 25. And, you know, that means that, you know, he's been through three teams or two teams already, maybe onto his third, and he's still younger or almost as young as like Calvin Ridley coming in. And that's nothing against Calvin Ridley. It's fine to be whatever age you are, but it just, I, I'm just, I can't sell, I can't get rid of Sammy Watkins yet because I know that he's, he's still like becoming a good wide receiver and becoming this guy. So his breakout, you know, is, is still on the way, like you said. And I mean, <laughs> catching passes of Aaron Rodgers, you could be in a lot, you could have a lot worse quarterbacks and, and he's had them in the past. So that would be awesome. You know, if Jordy leaves or whatever, um, even if they use him as sort of a deeper threat, like, like the Rams were, it's still a good situation for him. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I think I'm on board with those. I think both are going to go. Um, and it will, it'll be exciting to see both of these guys in new situations. Uh, I like a Rob a little bit more than I like Sammy, but um, the dynasty community as a whole is kind of down on these guys. So uh, a Rob, I do not see valued like at the end of the second round of startups or where, like right around that area where he's currently going out, I will happily purchase there. Um, okay. Let's move on. Talk to uh, running backs that are older running backs that uh, might be able to help out a contender that are rumored to be both potentially have links to the lions, whatever that means. Uh, and that is Jonathan Stewart and DeMarco Murray. Uh what are, I guess what are your takes on these guys and as far as purchasing if you're a contender um, and selling if you're not uh, what are, what are your what are your guys approaches with these guys uh, I, I think both uh, it's encouraging that both are getting some visits pretty early on in the free agency process um, you know when you see and an older quote unquote older running back mm-hmm. get cut there's there's always that chance that that just might be the end of the line for them. But uh, both Murray and Stewart are getting some interest. Uh, Lions, I, I think I saw Stewart um, talking with the Giants as well. Giants as well, yeah. Uh, so, so pretty, I mean, uh, pretty anxious to see where they land, actually. they Neither one really have very much dynasty value at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think your best case for selling is probably, I think absolutely best case is probably a late second. Uh for Murray, I think Stewart's even lower than that. And based on based on that, if if that's if my evaluation is correct, then uh, you might as well buy these guys in that early to mid third round range and and see if they uh, can pay off. 
Yeah, I what? totally agree. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I don't mean to jump on you. Oh, uh, Eric, yeah. but I, I completely agree. I think DeMarco Murray is a just just on the base on the fact the rumors that have the Lions or the Seahawks. I think that's an excellent buy opportunity for a contender. And if you can get him for a third, uh, like Ryan just said, then <laughs> that's a that's a phenomenal buy. I think um, both teams could use him um, first, second down. Um, I, I like Amir Abdullah a, a lot, a lot more than most people do. Um, but I think DeMarco Murray there would be really, really good for a contender um, and really good for him as a player. I mean, the Seahawks are, are the Seahawks. You know, they're always going to try to run the football um, more than you would love to as a Russell Wilson owner. Um, but I just – I think that would be great for DeMarco. And, and again, even Jonathan, too, I think he's still – they both these guys still have plenty in the tank. Um, and if it's Giants or Jonathan Stewart, that's huge for him as well, just because they need a running back really bad. And, and you know, they may be in a position for, for Barkley, but uh, I don't, I don't know if that's really what, what's best for their team. The other, the other good thing about Stewart that I was thinking about earlier was um, pretty much for the past, what, four or five years, mm-hmm. He has not been the goal line back for his own team, even right. though he's a, a big, powerful runner. It's it. That's been, Cam Newton basically is the goal line back. So or Mike Talbert, come on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So uh, wherever Stewart lands, um, there's a decent chance he's going to score uh, several more touchdowns than he has the past couple of years in Carolina. I mean, Stewart's one of my favorite, just cheap dynasty guys, uh, and I just like having him on my team because when he's healthy, mm-hmm. he's pretty constant problem. production and now <laughs> that being said he did screw me this past year i started him in a couple games and i think he got me like a point and that was great uh, or maybe even it was a negative point there was definitely a memorable game where he he scarred me but the years of him being consistently good at putting up points is i'll forgive him for it uh but i completely agree i think the the touchdowns i think are just because he was basically a lock for zero touchdowns when he was playing for the panthers like unless he broke out one from like the 20 yard line which didn't happen that often. He was basically a lock for like 85 yards, no TDs and two catches, 10 dynasty points basically is what it, what he was a lock for. Uh, So I I am interested to see him if he is a stopgap guy. Um, You know, I don't think he's set up to be a bell cow, but you're not gonna have to pay that price. You're you're exactly right. You're gonna have to pay a third round value for him. Uh, And that's a value that is, even if he whiffs completely, he sucks completely. You're just still only out of third. It's a, it's a gamble that really, doesn't have any downside. So DeMarco, I'm a little bit sketchier about. Um, I don't know the, the watching him just crash and burn in Philly. And I know it's not a fair assessment. It's just like, I just have in my head that he's like scheme based and he's a diva. And I'm like, I don't know on new teams. That's that guy's just such a question mark to me. So I don't know. I'm like reading, reading tea leaves that probably don't exist, but um, he's a guy that just kind of makes me nervous in a new situation. I think that's fair. It's just, uh, yeah, I mean, Philly, you know, re- use them in a weird way. Um, yeah, I mean, and that's, and it's probably, I mean, it's probably, seriously, it's probably nothing. And I'm right. Just, Cause it's, I'm it's sort of it's irrational a little bit, but yeah. And it's sort of his outliers, outlier season. If you look at, you know, his production, yeah. um, you're, I guess you're right. You're talking you, me out of it, but, but, I, but I totally agree. And, and at the same time, because of his usage in Dallas, Philadelphia and Tennessee, he has a lot of carries. Um, I think he's like top 10, uh, maybe more than that now after a couple of guys have fizzled out and like active carries list. Um, obviously Frank Gore's at the top just because he never stops. But what about know, Marshawn Lynch? Come on. Yeah. Well, cause I think he was, when I was looking at, looking at this, he was still out of the league. Um, when I was looking at this last 
uh, before he came back. But uh, yeah, it's it's he's way up there, and uh, at his age, it's it's kind of a rare thing to see um, someone with that many carries. So that's another thing you got to worry about with him. But you know, if the price is right, then I think he could be a, a solid, um, maybe in a running back two or three for a contender. Okay, I will. Uh, let's go ahead and before we get into Swami, I'll just throw out a couple more names and feel free to talk about any of them you want to, or none of them, or all of them, whoever, whatever you guys want to talk about. So, AJ McCarron uh, is rumored to the Broncos now that Kirk Cousins' marriage is already arranged with the Vikings. You have Trey Burton uh, rumored to a couple places, but the Lions being one of them. Jimmy Graham rumored to Ravens, Packers, and Deion Lewis. Uh, visiting with the Colts. So of those four guys, do you guys have interest in those four guys? Are they are they cheap guys you're throwing on your roster that have upside? What what's kind of your guys' approach? What are you watching? Yeah, I don't uh I mean Deion Lewis to the Colts would kind of hurt a little bit of what people think Marlon Mack was going to be and and I, I mean I was kind of uh not super I wasn't really in that boat just because it was a little spooky. Um, we've been that been there before with like Josh Ferguson and stuff like that. Um, and of course they're in a position to get like one Barkley or Nick Chubb in the second or something like that. That could really be a three down back. So I'm a little, not super awesome on that spot for him. Um, so like AJ McCarron, eh, don't really care about, you know, maybe if he's this type of starter guy, I don't know. I don't think he's that good. I don't, I don't know when he became good all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> I is somebody- a Bengals fan, me either. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and somebody that we didn't mention who hasn't been in any rumors and is apparently undrafted free agent is Carlos Hyde. Where's Carlos Hyde? What is he doing? You know, like it's, it's, I'm a big fan of his. I think he's still really good and, and there's just been nothing on him. So that's been depressing me um, today so far. You're like, you just basically played like, where in the world is Carlos Hyde? Yeah, like, where in the world is so, Carlos Hyde? So, so like, like Ecuador. San Diego music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Hyde thing is weird that we haven't seen anything on him. I think a lot of fans, linked him to Indianapolis, but I, I don't know that there's been any uh, actual substance to that. Uh, Eric, of the guys you mentioned there, Trey Burton is definitely the one I'm most excited about. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I just, I see him as like tight end one fantasy tight end one upside. I actually have him already ranked in my top, uh, top 10 or 12 uh, dynasty tight ends. Wow. So really anywhere that he lands, uh, pretty certain he's he's uh looking for a starting job looking for more playing time obviously after being stuck behind Ertz for a few years so well, wait uh, ryan sell me on because this i'm not sure i i'm not sure i've ever heard this take what is your what is, what is your reasoning for why you like burton so much just you you've loved what you've seen from him on the field yeah i mean i just i really liked what he did in college super um uh I don't know, just just a skilled athlete. He um, he can throw the ball. We saw we saw the touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. I mean, that was not a fluke. He did that at Florida all the time. Um, ran the ball, passed the ball, and and obviously caught the ball plenty. So mm-hmm. he really can do it all. Just a, a super athlete, high upside, still young, and my ranking of him, which is admittedly high, probably has more to do with the state of the tight end position in, in fantasy and in dynasty right now. I mean, we already talked about OJ Howard being valued as a, a top six or seven tight end pretty much just on, on hope and, and uh, what he flashed at the end of the season. So um, it, it's just really the change that we're seeing at the tight end position 
with some of those guys, Olsen and Graham uh, what, and Gronk. What, what price tag are you uh, with Trey Burton right now? Because, I mean, I, I feel like you could get him for a third at this point. Yeah, he's he's been a, a weird guy. I mean, I have tried to acquire him in every single dynasty league I'm in yeah. and have not really been successful. And I think it's because everybody saw what I what I saw when Ertz was hurt. He flashed. He had a couple of good games. Uh, savvy dynasty owners knew he was entering free agency and and would probably get uh, a starting job. And he's been one of those players. It was almost like um, like Mike Gillisley last year. Uh, everybody figured out he's going to get he's going to get a new job, and even though he wasn't necessarily worth an early second, that's probably what it would cost to get him. And um, I haven't quite uh, got to that point where I'm where I'm paying that, so I have not been successful in acquiring him. But um, I, I may end up regretting that. Interesting. Yeah, there's definitely been a lot of talk about him, and I, I if I was an owner. I mean, I'm sure I am somewhere. Um, <laughs> I, I would not be selling at this point um, just because of the tight ends. You know, you probably got him off waivers at some point. Um, and I know he's on waivers in one of my leagues that had you know a little bit of a smaller roster. Um, so he's someone that, you know, you probably got for really cheap and you just want to see what happens before you sell him. Um, you know, I don't know what I would take at this point. Yeah, because you said a tight end is just so gross. I mean, if you look at the, the ADP from March, um, both the Mark Andrews and Mike, I don't know how to pronounce him. Guess Kasiki. Uh, both of them are higher than than Burton, and they've never played a snap in the NFL. Um, doesn't mean they can't. It's just that we've seen what Burton can be—an athletic guy, sort of a hybrid uh, wide receiver, tight end type thing. His measurables as a tight end aren't great, but as a wide receiver, they're actually pretty good. Um, so I think that's what you when you see that on uh, watching some of the Eagles tape and stuff like that. You see a very athletic guy, and you know when you're when you're long snapper and your backup long snapper get hurt he's the guy who's happy to be on the sideline practicing long snapping just because he did it one time in college, you know? So <laughs> that's somebody who's willing to do whatever it takes for the team. And, and, you know, that's a small, like, you know, antidotal thing, but I think it's, it's big in, in terms of what uh, other teams look for. So he's a good buy. Uh, I think so. If you can get someone that's selling. Okay. I'm, I'm now, I'm now going to go shop around for Trey Burton guys. I was, good luck. Good, yeah, exactly. Good luck. Well, with that. I, I guess, and we'll see, we'll see. I can, I have some friend leagues that people don't pay attention to stuff. Don't worry. Don't <laughs> I worry. Do I'm going to do that. That's a good idea. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, sh- I'm going to go shopping uh, and see if I can get him. Cause I definitely berated one of my buddies for who, who like gets hot takey with guys and he's not, he's not really involved in dynasty Twitter. And he was like hell bent on paying uh paying an, an early second for Trey Burton with one of my buddies. And I was like, take that trade now is what I was telling him. So, um, okay. Well, I don't think we, I mean, I, I concur with you just going through the list. AJ McCarron, meh, I don't care. Um, Trey Burton. I mean, AJ McCarron might be a guy if he's on, uh, a, you know, if he's on your, your, uh, your waiver wire in a super flex league, which he's not, that's a guy who you could add to maybe like try to sell for like a third or something. But uh, again, that's so hypothetical and ridiculous. It's not happening. Uh, Jimmy Graham's the only guy we didn't talk about. I- I'm not sure that there's really much to say about Graham. Um, he'll be productive, but he- mm-hmm. he's really a risk. Um, all right. So I guess then now it is time to play our game. And that is uh, Ryan McDowell, the ADP Swami. And I'm gonna find Swami music to fill there. And if not, like, what, what goes there? Oh, Swami music. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I was telling Ryan before the show. I have no idea what what Swami music is, but I'm gonna Google search it and just put it in the episode. So we'll see. Uh, all right. So this is going to be a game where 
and and Adam, I'll ask you as well. So you can both put on your Swami hats, not just Ryan McDowell. Um, and we'll talk ADP predictions for. We'll just go ahead and say end of next year. Um, so I just left. Off, I have four players that are. I'm actually curious as to what your guys' takes are on these players um, in the next year. So first, I'll just open with Tyreek Hill, who is currently the overall 19 based off of Ryan's uh, March ADP. Um, where do you guys see him? going into the 2019 season, great swamis. Mm, I'll go first because obviously Ryan's going to nail all these right away because, you know, that's his thing, the ADP. Yes. Um, you know, that's all he does. It's the, just the one thing that he does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, okay, so you said he's 19 right now. 19 now, oh, yeah. I think he's going to be into the mid-20s, maybe even less. I just think, you know. I think he goes down. Maybe he goes down. I think, you know, I like Mahomes. I think Mahomes is a great arm. I don't think he's, like, the smartest quarterback. And uh, I think Tyreek's production is going to fall a little bit with Kareem Hunt and stuff like that. Whatever they do in the draft, their defense, not so good. I think he gets keyed in on a little bit more. People are really starting to, to look at him. You know, ADP doesn't take into, take into account return yards. And I think that's where he's, like, his value is crazy high in return yard leagues. And then at the same time, when you have these rookies coming in that are really suppressed right now, when some of them start to explode a little bit, pop a little bit, not just the running backs, but some of the wide receivers, when they start to take off, I think it'll push him down just a little bit. Um, and, and that's why I'm going to say mid-20s, maybe 26, 24, something like that. Tell right, me why I'm wrong, Ryan. You're saying down. Yeah, I love Tyreek Hill as as uh, an NFL player and, and as a player to have on my roster, but – I think I agree with Sticky. He he really feels like he's being drafted uh kind of at his ceiling right now. If you look at the the guys above him, he is he's the wide receiver 10. Um and That's crazy. It's just, it's just hard to see him overtaking any of those players that are above him. Julio Jones maybe maybe he continues to fall as he uh nears 30 and but there's there's several talented players behind him too that are also young. Uh, Allen Robinson that we talked about, Cooks yep. and uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. So uh, really, any of those guys in that range could uh, could jump up and overtake him. And um, I, I'm not one who necessarily believes all the the deep touchdowns that we saw from last year are are fluky. I mean, I think that's just his thing. He's one of the fastest players in the NFL and. Uh, even with the quarterback change and maybe maybe even more with the quarterback change, he's going to continue to score those touchdowns. But um, at some point in, 29, in 2018 or 2019, at some point there's going to be some, some change there. And he is going to, he's going to have that down year where those long touchdowns don't come. And it, if we see that change happening in, in 2018, you know, Dynasty owners are pretty fickle. We're not going to, uh, we're just going to remember what's happened most recently. So uh, I could see him dropping from 19. I, I mean, I really think Adam nailed it. Kind of that mid twenties, late second, early third round range. Yeah. Not, not to, I know Eric, you want to uh, get in, but no, you guys are the you said, you said the short term and like, that's so true because you look at guys who had kind of down years, you know, like Sammy, A-Rob, we talked about uh, Hilton was way up there before that, that like he's kind of, leap over some of those guys who just didn't have great years. So I, I, I agree um, with all that, and, and I'll stick to what I said. All right. Well, Swamis have spoken. I'll just throw my non 
future seeing self in the ring for no good reason here and say, I think Tyreek's got the upside to, to breach that, uh, to breach that top five wide receiver list. So I am mm-hmm. on, on that. My, that's my hot take for the evening. That'll be that. <laughs> um, okay. Next, next one, Swamis. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Yes. All right. Great. Wise Swamis. Tell me about Josh Gordon's ADP at the end of, the 2018 season he's currently number 45 overall in march adp yeah i was actually scrolling down when i was looking at um tyreek hill and i said i saw josh gordon there at 45 and i was shocked uh to see him there i did not realize he has risen back um <laughs> to up to almost his highest uh value i mean in the, in the last three or four years so I'm just going to go ahead and say that's probably too high and I'll happily be wrong because everyone loves a good comeback story. Um, I think, you know, this is kind of getting to that point in the wide receiver rankings where they really start to dry up on like big name guys. You want to take a big shot and like Josh Gordon's sitting there and you think maybe it'll happen, but now Jarvis Landry's there. I don't think he's not going to have as much volume um, though. The offense is getting better as a whole. I think that's a, a little bit, uh, a little bit bullish for me. I think I would have him just a slightly, a little bit lower. I don't know how much, um, but I thought 45. I was very surprised to see him that high um, to begin with. I'm going to go the other way on this one. Um, I see some potential for Gordon to continue to rise. And it, it really goes back to what Sticky just said about him already being uh already having that ADP of 45. Gordon is, has proven to be a player that, the dynasty owners just love and it doesn't take much for us to value him highly us nope. as as a collective group so one roto world blurb is enough exactly yeah, you can see it <laughs> we saw him um we saw him late in the season and uh and, and here he is in the he's wide receiver 23 and if if he can you know stay clean and stay healthy and if he plays that full season I see a lot of room for growth here. Actually, uh, looking at the ADP, four of the five wide receivers that are directly ahead of him uh, are 27 years old or older. Uh, So you've got Thielen, Alshon Jeffrey, Hilton, Doug Baldwin. Those are players that are uh, just ahead of him. And as much as we love Josh Gordon, we hate anybody who is old. Yes. <laughs> like 28 is old. Apparently. Exactly. It's a 34 year old. <laughs> so um, I could see Gordon moving up. I'm going to, I'm going to say uh, instead of 45, I'm going to say 35 for Josh Gordon. Okay. Mm. This is a, this is a fun sidebar, but I was laying in bed last night and I realized this speaking of 28 year olds. Did you know that <laughs> Tommy pickles, if he was one year, year old and the Rugrats show would be 28 this year. Whoa! There you go. Wow. Alan like Robinson that. and Tommy wow. Pickles. Same. That's age. like that that episode where they're teenager or the spinoff of their teenagers or whatever. That was <laughs> trippy, and now I'm tripped out again. All right, yeah, nope, feeling old. All right, let's do let's do the third one, Swamis. Um, all right, wise Swamis, tell me about Derek Henry's valuation in the end of 2018. Uh, his current valuation is third is the 33 overall. Okay, so I, I'm going to start off and say I really, really like Derrick Henry. Um, he is a great, like, old-school running back. Um, 
And it can go one of two ways with Derrick Henry. Either he's awesome and like jumps up to, you know, uh, uh, into the mid second, um, just because he's a, you know, gets all the carries, consistent runner. They like to run the ball or he could be absolutely terrible with a full workload and just tumbles down. Um, so what I'm going to pick, cause I like Derrick Henry. Um, I'm going to say he jumps up. Uh, just looking at this, I think he could leapfrog. I mean, Melvin Gwynn's kind of mad again. I could see him like 20, maybe, you know, like running backs are kind of coming in vogue a little bit more. Wow. Uh, I could see him up there. Um, I know there's a whole good crop of rookies coming and that's going to blow everything up, but I want to, I want to believe. Okay. Don't take this from me. I want to believe believe since you can see the future, Swami. I mean, shouldn't you you just be knowing? I'm looking in my crystal ball and it's a little foggy on the Derrick Henry. But I want to believe so bad that I'm kind of like it's a confirmation bias or whatever it is where you want to believe it so bad that you believe it. And that's that's what's happening. (laughs) All right. We're going to disagree again. Swami, <laughs> totally fair. Totally fair. Um, His crystal ball is a bit clearer. Apparently. It is. Well, maybe. I, I've got some <laughs> concerns about Henry. Um, I mean, the Titans have been hesitant to to use him when they had Demarco Murray there. Now that Murray's gone, I think maybe we're overreacting to that and to um, the last couple of games of the season when Murray was injured. Henry did play well, certainly. Uh, not not going to take that away from him. I just don't know if he can be that consistent weapon. They are obviously going to add someone, uh, maybe some type of uh, pass catching back, change of pace back, something like that. Uh, Depending on the level of who that is, uh, Jarrett McKinnon is, is a name I've heard rumored uh, or, or they could obviously draft someone, plenty of options there. Uh, But depending on who that is, that's going to affect his value. The other thing I was thinking about, he is the, He's the running back 15, and of the 14 players ahead of him, six of six of them are 2017 rookies. So we know that we're going to see those young players gain value, and if there's already six 2017 rookies valued that highly in the top 14, I'm just wondering how many 2018 rookies are going to maybe leapfrog him. We've already got Barkley and Geis ahead of him, uh, but directly behind Henry are, are Chubb and Michelle and uh, Jones is Jones Penny. Those guys are, are uh, close behind as well. So if we see the success of uh, 2018 rookies, like we did last season, or, or really even anywhere close to that, uh, those guys could, could overtake Henry as well. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I, I foresee a, a big fall here. I'm going to go from 33 for Henry down to 58. Wow. wow. That's a big fall. Man, that hurts. Okay. Sorry. Well, Sorry. all right. Well, that the big fall brings me to a nice segue for our last player that I want to ask you guys about great wise swamis. And that is Des Bryant currently mm. 61. <laughs> um, it's, but yeah, that was the big fall I was talking about is from his, 2017 ADP. Yeah, well, I guess my question happened. for you, Swamis, is does it continue in 2018? Well, geez, here we are. Um, I was, again, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Where is Dez? Where is Dez? <laughs> 61. Jeez. Um, I think he bounces back in a big way. Um, I think he's obviously going to take a knock for his age. Um, his, he was 
crap last year. Um, personally, I don't think uh, Dan is going to kill me, but <laughs> personally, I don't think Dak is all that great. But I do think <laughs> that, uh, and we've gone back and forth on this one with Dan before. About no, Dak no, no, it's, it's, good. it's good to hear on the podcast. It's <laughs> yeah. good to have some rational human beings. On the yeah, way. exactly. I don't, I mean, I think he's good. I just don't think he's amazing. Um, you know, they're going to, th- they're going to run the ball Zeke and, and, you know, I just, I, I see the touchdowns coming back a little bit. Um, he is super depressed and very quickly. I mean, November 2017 ADP, he was 23, and now he's 61. Um, there's obviously uh, a little bit too much going on there, which I think is is obvious. And and he's if you can find someone who's panicking a little bit, that's probably a really good buy to buy Des. You know, he still prototypes as a wide receiver one. He's he's going to be the number one guy in an offense. Um, maybe he's not in Dallas much longer, and that might be a good thing. But his age is always going to bring him down. So he's 61 now. Yeah. Um, I could, I'll, I'll go with, uh, I'll put him in the up, the upper forties, like 43 or something like that. And I think that's, that's, uh, safe enough where his age isn't going to really drop him. Like, like I'm surprised that, uh, Demarius Thomas is above him in any way, just because he's older and seems way more washed. So, I'm going to say like 43. I know that was long-winded. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Well, let me ask you, Swami, is there – do you foresee a team change in his future in 2018? Uh, so he's under contract now for like a decent amount of money, but – and cutting him isn't great. But if you look at next year, he's actually pretty cuttable. So I think he could be looking for a new team, in which case he's probably going to want to go to a contender because that's just who he is. But it may actually be a good thing in the future. Does so that's, the Patriots? That's that's just spin, really. I mean, that, that doesn't mean anything. You know, it's like <laughs> someone who likes the player saying they want good things for him. You know, it's like, what does it really mean? Um, yeah, Patriots, sure. Um, maybe he comes <laughs> to the Eagles. Who knows? Uh, Super Bowl contender. So uh, what, what, tell me how I'm wrong again. <laughs> yeah, I think you're wrong here. Um, <laughs> so we're, we're going to revisit this, okay? One year or a year and a half from now, we're coming back. We, we need to for sure. I, All right. So I'm kicking Nathan and Dan off in one year. I, I just feel like once you see those wide receivers uh, at this value range start to fall, it's just so hard for them to bounce back. Uh, Dez is wide receiver 30. Um, and I think, what did we say? 61 overall. I, I, I definitely agree. I was surprised he was behind Thomas. I feel, I kind of felt like he would follow that that Thomas um, value track, I guess. And and we saw Demarius really fall off last year in, in drafts and, uh, and his performance kind of followed that. Um, so maybe people are even more worried about Des than they were uh, Demarius this time last year. But I mean, thinking ahead to 2019, we've got another strong class and, and the, the highlight of the 2019 class is going to be wide receivers. Uh, I think it's going to be 2014 all over again. We're probably going to see 10 wide receivers in the first round of rookie drafts. So there's no way that Des is going to be wide receiver 30. And, and by default, that's going to push him down in that overall uh, rank as well. So I'm going to go from 61 to 75 overall. Wow. So you're saying great Swami McDowell. It is time to sell Des Bryant low. No, actually, I mean, actually, I do, I do expect him. I agree with Sticky. I, I expect him to bounce back, whether he's with the Cowboys or, um, or, or even if he is cut and, and ends up with another team. I think production-wise, he's going to bounce back. I think he's going to be um, a, a startable fantasy player 
in 2018. But if you're looking ahead to the off season of 2019, he's 30 years old. Yeah. Then I think, I think his value is going to be about, you know, where I projected it out in that 75 range. Um, but no, I mean, his value is, is already down as we've mentioned. So I, I don't mind buying low on him right now with the understanding that value is probably not bouncing back. I mean, we even saw a guy like Larry Fitzgerald who's put up wide receiver one or wide receiver two seasons the past three years. Point. And his value is not, has not bounced back at all. He is, uh, I'm, we have to keep scrolling to find him. He's way down here. I don't even know where he is. Maybe he didn't even show up, but um, there he is wide receiver 49 Fitzgerald. And he was, he was the top five or six wide receiver uh, this past season. So once they get to that age, which really has been 30, it it's so hard to bounce back value wise. And, and again, that just goes to dynasty owners being fickle and shallow and yeah, no, know, I mean, what all, those, all those things that over, we are, <laughs> yeah, they get over 30 as a wide receiver, really 28 is the hump, I think. And then like, it's it's really the hump just across the board, but running backs start a little bit earlier. The hate does, but you can I, almost I, just forecast it. Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, we're starting to see AJ Green fall off. Va- right. uh, again, value wise only here. He's wide receiver eleven, uh, ADP of twenty one overall. He's twenty nine years old currently. We already talked about Dez and Demarius. Yeah, um, Julio falling off just a little bit, but still, um, still a a top ten wide receiver. He's wide receiver seven overall, ADP of sixteen. But the phenom here, and and maybe this is why he's considered an all-time great, is Antonio Brown. 29 years old, he still has an ADP of six overall, and he's the wide receiver three. Yep. And, well, I I just believe he's going to play forever. So that's, <laughs> I don't I don't think I think that's why you just see him playing for another ten years. Um, all right. Well, thank you, great swamis, for letting us into the future and seeing what's coming up. Um, I don't really understand how two swamis can disagree, but that was some some interesting <laughs> radio for sure. Um, all right. Well, I guess it now comes the part of the show where I thank you guys for coming on, uh, Adam. I think you are a fir- you are it's your first time on the show, right? Yes. Excellent. Well, it was a real pleasure. Uh, people can find you writing on Dynasty League Football, uh, and then they can also listen to you on the Read and React podcast, and then they can also follow you on Twitter and should, at AdamTZ. Uh, anything else to say? No, definitely check out the pod. Um, it's IDP only. We meant on once, maybe in a blue moon, we mentioned an offensive player as like a value comparison. Um, but in the next new episode that should come out sometime next week, We'll be doing a rookie draft that has offense and defense um, when you should take which one. So that'll be good for people in both types of leagues. So check cool. it out. All right. And then Ryan McDowell need, needs really no outro. You can follow him at RyanMC23. Uh, he's on basically every podcast you've ever heard, including this one. <laughs> um, and uh, thanks again for coming on, Ryan. Uh, it was a ton of fun to have you on. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me again. It, it was fun for sure. All right. Well, reminder that this tradecast was brought to you by our fine sponsor over at the FFPC. Make sure you go check them out, myffpc.com. Also, make sure you rate and review the podcast. Um, all those of you that left a three-star review saying Nathan's audio was so bad, we booted Nathan for a great audio episode. So uh, you can go ahead and bump those back up to five stars. So uh, leave a five-star rating and review. It helps listeners find us. Um, and uh, on that note, we will catch up with you guys next week.
The Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season. 40 to 75% off everything. Plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from $4.99. Logo styles from $16.99. And jeans from $19.99. Shop in-store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com. Your home is important. That's why GEICO helps make it easy to save on condo insurance. Because home is more than just a place. Home is where you took minimalism too far because there's only one chair in your entire condo and your only entertainment is one card. Not even a deck of cards, but a single card. And all your guests have to share one plate and one fork, but you're convinced that less stuff means more freedom. The GEICO Insurance Agency could help protect the overly minimalist broom closet you call home. Call GEICO and see how easy it is to switch and save on condo insurance. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.